Today's podcast is sponsored by Hairburst. Loved by the A-listers, the brand aims to condition hair from the inside out to promote faster growth and healthier hair. Whether you're stranded damage from colour or excessive styling, their products are specially formulated with high-quality nutrients for the best effects, from their luxe shampoo and conditioners right through to their vitamin supplements. Keen to try the range? Hairburst offering Sheerlux readers 20% off when they use the code SHEER20 at hairburst.com. You can also find the products on Holland and Barrett, Boots and Superdrug. Time poor, never get around to watching or reading the news, where you're not quite as on top of what's happening in the world as you should be. Well, the Daily News in Brief from Sherlock's.com is the daily email that brings you the scoop on the breaking news and current affairs you need to know about each day. In this weekly podcast, we round up all those stories into one neat episode. So subscribe, keep listening and stay informed. Welcome to the Daily News in Brief podcast. Today is the 8th of August and this week's main stories are The government has rejected claims it is refusing to negotiate with the EU in pursuit of a no-deal Brexit. It follows a statement from Downing Street insisting the EU needed to change its stance on withdrawal negotiations. The EU has repeatedly said Theresa May's Brexit deal cannot be reopened and has rejected demands from the UK government calling for the removal of the Irish backstop. EU negotiators are believed to have told diplomats in Brussels that the PM has provided no basis for meaningful discussions on the UK's exit, while one senior EU diplomat allegedly accused Johnson of having no intention of negotiating and claimed the PM had made clear he has no plan beyond a no-deal Brexit. In a statement on Tuesday, the European Commission claimed it would be willing to hold talks with Johnson's government should the UK wish to clarify its position in more detail. Responding, a government spokesperson said they hoped the EU would rethink its refusal to reopen the deal, adding that ministers would be throwing themselves into negotiations with the greatest energy. Boris Johnson has insisted the UK will leave the EU by the deadline of the 31st of October, regardless of whether a deal has been secured. Meanwhile, the UK's food industry has called on the government to waive competition law if Britain exits the EU without a deal. Under competition law, collaboration between large food companies is limited to ensure consumers are not harmed by cartels. However, a no-deal Brexit is expected to cause major delays at Britain's ports, potentially disrupting the supply of food imports. Should this occur, the food industry has requested that the government suspends competition law to allow companies to work together to tackle food shortages and direct supplies. If the law is not waived, food firms risk being hit with large fines for collaborating. The Food and Drink Federation, FDF, said the government was yet to confirm whether companies could work together in the event a no-deal Brexit disrupts the UK's food supply. FDF Chief Operating Officer Tim Rycroft said the Federation had asked for reassurances on the issue in late 2018, but had not received a response. There were two mass shootings in the US over the weekend. On Saturday, 22 people were killed when a gunman using an assault-style rifle opened fire in a Walmart supermarket in El Paso, a border city in Texas with a majority Latino population. Prosecutors have charged a 21-year-old white man with murder. Police believe he posted an anti-immigrant manifesto online before the attack. The suspect could face federal hate crime and firearms charges which carry a death penalty. Beto O'Rourke, the former congressman from El Paso who is running for the Democratic 2020 presidential nomination, accused Donald Trump of encouraging the attack. We have to acknowledge the hatred, the open racism that we're seeing. There is an environment of it in the United States. Around 12 hours later, nine people were shot dead in Dayton, Ohio. Police shot the gunman dead within a minute of him opening fire in the Oregon district of the city centre. He has been identified as 24-year-old Connor Betts from Bellbrook, Ohio. 
Trump has visited both cities following the attacks, despite a backlash from Democrat politicians who have accused the president of encouraging violence through his anti-immigration rhetoric. Meeting with victims, their families and first responders yesterday, Trump rejected claims his language contributed to the violence, saying that he believes his rhetoric brings people together. However, El Paso Congresswoman Veronica Escobar said the president was not welcome in the city as protesters greeted his arrival with signs reading, Trump hatred, racism, not welcome here. Boris Johnson has hit back at criticism of his latest NHS funding pledges, telling reporters, don't forget that this is £1.8 billion of new money. It wasn't there 10 days ago. The Prime Minister has announced a cash injection of £1 billion for the health service, with a further £850 million also allocated across 20 hospitals in need of repair. While the extra funding has been welcomed, some have criticised Johnson's pledges. Ben Gershlik of the Health Foundation charity warned NHS facilities across England were facing a maintenance backlog of over £6 billion and claimed the Prime Minister's funding risked being little more than a drop in the ocean. Announcing the funding plans during a visit to a hospital in Lincolnshire on Monday, Johnson insisted the cash injection would come on top of the extra £34 billion allocated to the NHS by Theresa May earlier this year. The Prime Minister said the funds would be used to reduce waiting times at GP surgeries and in A&E departments. However, he added that a strong economy would be vital to funding the NHS long term, amid claims the pledges could be jeopardised by the impact of a no-deal Brexit. Shadow Health Secretary Jonathan Ashworth has warned a no-deal exit would be a catastrophe for the NHS, particularly if it occurs in October, ahead of winter pressures on the health service. In UK news, a six-year-old boy who was thrown from the 10th floor of an art gallery is now in a stable condition, according to police. The child was visiting the viewing platform of the Tate Modern Gallery in London when he fell, landing on a fifth-floor roof. A 17-year-old boy was arrested at the scene and has been charged with attempted murder. He is not thought to be known to the victim. A spokesperson for the Metropolitan Police has said the child is no longer in a life-threatening situation. The Tate said it would be working closely with the police following the incident, adding, all our thoughts are with the child and his family. Actress Emma Watson has launched a new hotline offering legal advice to those experiencing workplace harassment. The line has been set up with funds donated by Watson and members of the public and is backed by Time's Up UK's Justice and Equality Fund. A prominent activist within the Time's Up movement, Watson said it was staggering that the advice line would be the first of its kind in the UK. The charity rights of women will provide the services legal advice. Senior legal officer Deba Syed said the advice line hoped to empower women to exercise their legal rights in the workplace and help ensure employers and harassers are held to account. According to TUC Research, one in two women have experienced sexual harassment at work. Emergency crews working at the damaged dam above Whaley Bridge have successfully lowered the water level. Pumping began at the 300 million gallon Toddbrook Reservoir in Derbyshire after the partial collapse of a dam wall risked flooding the town. More than 1,500 people were evacuated from their homes last week after police declared the damaged dam a threat to life. The dam wall was packed with hundreds of tonnes of aggregate as attempts to lower the water level in the reservoir got underway. The canal and river trust confirmed the water level had been successfully lowered to 8.4 metres, approximately 70% of the reservoir's full holding capacity. An inspection on Wednesday has since declared the dam site safe, allowing those evacuated to return home. British Airways flight from London to Valencia was evacuated on Monday after smoke filled the cabin ahead of landing. The airline confirmed the incident occurred on flight BA422 after passengers described the experience as being like a horror movie. Those on board were forced to use emergency chutes to slide down to the runway. 
Some have claimed the incident was poorly handled by plane staff and complained that passengers were provided with little information. British Airways has apologised to those on board and said the flight had experienced a technical issue ahead of its landing in Valencia. Three passengers were hospitalised following the incident but were later discharged. London has increasingly become the home of the UK's richest 1%, a new survey has found. The Institute for Fiscal Studies, IFS, said the proportion of the top 1% highest income taxpayers living in the capital had risen by a fifth since the 2000s. Over half of the UK's top 1% of earners now live in London and the South East, prompting concerns about rising regional inequality. Robert Joyce, Deputy Director at the IFS, has warned the bunching together of the super-rich in London could distort perceptions of wealth, meaning many high earners don't realise quite how much higher their incomes are. According to the IFS, an income of £100,000 is needed to be considered among the top 1% of high earners in Wales and the North East. This figure stands at over £300,000 in London. Millions of households in the UK are to benefit from a fall in energy costs this winter after the regulator Ofgem lowered its price caps. From the start of October to the end of March, the default energy price cap will be reduced to £1,179 from £1,254. Approximately 11 million homes will benefit from the cap reduction, which is to be imposed by Ofgem to reflect lower wholesale costs facing energy companies. Energy price caps were introduced by the regulator at the start of this year in order to prevent companies from exploiting customer loyalty. However, the lowered price cap is still considerably more expensive than the top fixed rate tariffs currently available, prompting consumer groups to advise customers to shop around for the best rates. Ofcom's latest Media Nations report found watching traditional television continued to be the most popular way to watch TV last year, despite gains made by streaming platforms. Traditional television, which includes the use of catch-up services within 28 days, still makes up the majority of viewing, averaging at 3 hours and 12 minutes per person per day. However, UK audiences are also watching an increasing amount of television on streaming platforms, with average viewing via these services rising 26 minutes in the last year. According to Ofcom's report, two in five British adults now consider online services to be their main way of viewing TV, with viewers now watching 50 minutes less of traditional television per day than they did in 2010. British Airways flights out of London airports faced mass cancellations yesterday following an IT systems failure. Holidaymakers flying from Heathrow, Gatwick and City airports were affected by the glitch, with knock-on delays experienced for those across Europe and at airports in Edinburgh, Glasgow and Belfast. The failure meant customers faced difficulty checking in, whether online or at airport departure desks, and saw the airline revert to manual check-in systems in an attempt to ease disruption. According to flightstats.com, at least 140 flights were cancelled and a further 370 flights faced delays. BA advised customers booked on short-haul flights from London airports that their travel could be rebooked for an alternative day. A notorious con artist who duped a woman into handing over her life savings has pleaded guilty to five charges of fraud. Mark Acklam was named on the UK's most wanted list in 2016 after targeting Caroline Woods in a romance scam. Acklam began a relationship with Woods in 2012, posing as a wealthy Swiss banker and an MI6 spy, and later tricking her into lending him £300,000. He then fled the UK, changing his name several times and carrying out further scams in Spain and Switzerland. Acklam was arrested in Switzerland in 2018 and was extradited to the UK in February. The con man was sentenced to five years and eight months in prison at Bristol Crown Court yesterday. Wood said she was relieved Acklam had finally accepted culpability for his crimes. In health news, 
Dame Barbara Windsor has called on the Prime Minister to improve funding for dementia care. The 82-year-old EastEnders star has backed an open letter from the Alzheimer's Society campaigning for a £2.4 billion care fund for the growing number of people diagnosed with the condition. The actress was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease in 2014. Her husband, Scott Mitchell, has spoken out in support of the Alzheimer's Society following Windsor's diagnosis, saying, It has shown us there is a life after dementia and we want to do our bit to make sure no one faces dementia alone. The charity has warned the care system is completely unprepared to support growing demand. Its campaign comes amid news dementia and Alzheimer's were the leading causes of death in England and Wales last year. The government has announced plans to review NHS pension rules after a row with doctors created a staffing crisis. Consultants began working to rule in protests against changes to pension rules, which altered the amount of contributions they were able to accrue tax-free. The changes meant some NHS doctors were left facing large tax bills as a result of working overtime shifts. In response, some doctors refused to work extra hours, causing a backlog in operations and increasing treatment waiting lists. Some hospitals saw surgery waiting lists increase by as much as 50% after consultants began turning down extra shifts. Health Secretary Matt Hancock has now announced plans for an overhaul of the pension rules, including new allowances which will enable consultants to work additional hours without losing out financially. Hancock said the proposals would give doctors the pension flexibilities they have called for and need to make sure they are awarded for extra work. In business news, online fashion firm Boohoo has made an offer to buy the digital businesses of Karen Millen and Coast. In a statement to the stock market earlier this week, Boohoo announced its bid for the brand's online businesses but made no mention of their high street stores. The announcement has raised concerns for the jobs of around 1,100 people currently employed in Karen Millen and Coast shops and concessions across the UK. Losses of £5.7 million at the Karen Millen Holding Company in the year to February 2018 have prompted the brand's sale. Boohoo is one of the few fashion companies to have bucked the slowdown in retail, reporting a 39% sales rise in the three months to the 31st of May 2019. Elsewhere in the world, Hong Kong leader Carrie Lam has warned the region is on the brink of a very dangerous situation after mass protests gripped the city for a ninth week. The protests began over proposed legislation which aimed to establish a system of extraditions between Hong Kong and mainland China. While the bill has since been suspended, the protests have developed into a wider pro-democracy movement demanding the protection of freedoms for Hong Kong residents. A fifth consecutive day of protests brought the city to a standstill on Monday, as civil servants went on strike alongside pilots, teachers and engineers. In a press briefing, Lam condemned the protesters for endangering stability and damaging the economy in Hong Kong. The Chinese government's Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office has also rebuked protesters as criminals, saying, those who play with fire will perish by it. In a briefing on Tuesday, the office warned that protesters should not mistake Beijing's restraint for weakness. It has blamed a small group of anti-China criminals for leading the demonstrations and suggested some residents of Hong Kong had been misguided and coerced to join. China has also insisted Hong Kong leader Carrie Lam will not be forced to step down, despite ongoing demands from protesters for her to do so. India is to revoke the special status of Kashmir in a move likely to provoke major unrest. The region is disputed between India and Pakistan, with both countries claiming Kashmir in full. Under Article 370 of the Indian Constitution, Kashmir is granted special status, 
allowing the state its own constitution and autonomy over all matters except foreign affairs, defence and communications. As the only Muslim-majority state in India, the revocation of Kashmir's status is considered by some to be a threat to its distinct demographic character. Thousands of additional Indian troops were deployed in Indian-controlled areas of Kashmir ahead of the announcement on Monday, and residents have been placed under curfew-like restrictions. Pakistan has suspended trade with India in response to the decision, with the country's foreign minister, Shah Mahmood Qureshi, warning that the revocation will have serious consequences for regional peace and stability. The search has been expanded for an Irish-French teenager who disappeared during a family holiday in Malaysia. Nora Corin from London was discovered missing by her father on Sunday. Police investigating the 15-year-old's disappearance initially said they had found no signs of foul play, but later claimed they would not rule anything out in their investigation. The teenager's family have insisted they have no reason to believe she wandered off and believe she has been abducted. Corin has learning difficulties and has been described by family members as especially vulnerable. The arrival of sniffer dogs and helicopters yesterday has expanded the search area. Around 200 personnel are currently conducting searches, including members of the local Orang Asli indigenous community. Former US President Barack Obama has paid tribute to Toni Morrison, saying, We know that her stories, that our stories, will always be with us, and with those who come after, and on and on, for all time. The American author, whose best-selling novels documented black identity in the US, died on Monday, age 88. In a statement released on Tuesday, the author's family said she had passed away peacefully, surrounded by family and friends. Morrison won the Pulitzer Prize for fiction in 1988 for her novel Beloved and became the first black woman to be awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1993. Obama, who awarded Morrison the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2012, was among many public figures to pay tribute to the novelist. TV host and media executive Oprah Winfrey, who starred in the 1998 film adaptation of Beloved, praised Morrison for understanding the power of words, saying she used them to royal us, to wake us, to educate us, and help us grapple with our deepest wounds. Our facts of the week are The King of Thailand has given his mistress the title of royal consort. The British-educated monarch officially acknowledged his 34-year-old extramarital partner in a televised ceremony on his 67th birthday. He is the first Thai king to practice polygamy since the nation's absolute monarchy was ended in 1932. King Wajira Longkorn married his wife, a 41-year-old former Thai airway stewardess, in May. Frankie Zapata, a former jet ski champion, has become the first person to cross the channel on a jet-powered hoverboard. On Sunday morning, he took off from Sangat in northern France and landed at St Margaret's Bay in Kent around 25 minutes later. We made a machine three years ago and now we've crossed the channel. It's crazy, said the 40-year-old who had failed in his first attempt last month. Scientists have confirmed July 2019 as the hottest month ever recorded. Researchers at the EU's Copernicus Climate Change Service assessed global satellite data to confirm the record, revealing that the world's temperature was 0.04 degrees Celsius warmer last month than the previous high set in July 2016. It follows a new record for the hottest June ever, recorded earlier this year and later confirmed by data from several different agencies. And finally... Paleontologists working in New Zealand have discovered fossils belonging to the largest parrot ever recorded. The new species, named Heracles inexpectatus to reflect its surprisingly large size, would have weighed around 7 kilos and stood at 3 foot tall. Found during an excavation on New Zealand's South Island, it is the first giant parrot to be discovered anywhere in the world. Researchers believe it may even have fed on smaller birds. 
That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.